Welcome back. This is Ashley with ClearJobs.net, and it's a bit of a special day in the studio here. I'm glad you all tuned in because I'm usually on mute as a producer, but today I'm joining the party loud and proud, coming off mute so Kathleen can take some time off this month. But not to worry, in the studio we do have one familiar voice. I'm sure it's someone that you will recognize by now. We know her, we love her. It's Rachel. Oh, you're too sweet, Ashley. I am so excited to be here. I am here. And again, super excited that Ashley is joining me today and glad to hear you today too. Well, I may not have been hosting with you guys all season, but I was here in the studio and I heard it all firsthand. And I can tell you there were a ton of great tips and tricks shared by the guests that joined us. It has been an incredible year. When we look back at 2023, we have had some of the absolute best friends and folks and industry leaders really sharing the good, the bad, and there was a little bit of ugly when it came to the job search. But really, when you boil it down, if I think back on 2023, kind of what we experienced and really what was a common thread was the need to work on, yes, friends, the resume. Yeah, there's really no getting around it. I mean, we can't emphasize enough how important your cleared resume is. So slow down, take a step back, and really just spend some time working on that resume, perfecting it, tweaking it. I mean, our guests on the show that joined us this year, they know how crucial it is. And so that's why they took the time to share their top resume tips with us to help you improve, to help you shine, to help you impress them. And lucky for you, friends, we have taken the time to wrap it all up in a nice little package, dare I say, with a bow about some of those resume tips that are going to be just all sorts of goodness that you can unpack all year long and get ready to really do that resume. So we've got them queued up. We're on the ready. It is time to share. Ashley, I'm sure you've got somebody that you want to talk about. I do. Let's dive in. First up, our friend Brandy at Carson Solutions has a tip for us. And it might sound simple enough. You might be listening going, why are you telling me this? Well, hold on, because she runs into this problem as a recruiter. So I think it needs to be said. Let's start here. Go ahead and submit your updated resume because I know a lot of people, until they start really getting into the job hunt, don't update their resume. So you send a resume and you're like, oh, yeah, I do have experience with that. Please include it. (laughs) Don't send us a, a resume that's outdated. It's really hard to speak on your skills and and because my job is I have to sell you to my client. If I don't have all the tools to sell you and word is not enough, I do trust you, but Your word is not enough. They need to see it. They need to feel it. And so we have to roll all of that in the ball. So put as much as in your resume, but as concise as possible. Sounds easy enough, right? I mean, you heard it from an expert there, friends. That was such a good one to get us all warmed up. But the weather's cold, so it's time to keep warming up, Ashley, and get hot in here. And speaking of something hot, I want to talk about the advice that Melissa from Lockheed Martin gave when it came to really tailoring your resume. A resume is not one size fits all, and we know you've heard it. You've heard it from us. You've heard it from friends. You've heard it from anybody that'll tell you good advice. You got to tailor those resumes. So let's hear it from an expert, Melissa at Lockheed Martin. 
when we tell people to tailor your resume, we really mean it. So we can't sort through every resume that comes in. So an algorithm will run through looking for keywords that match that the rec that was posted to the resume that was posted. So you need to really make sure for your resume to to be alerted is to have those keywords, even specifically in the basic requirements or the you know desired requirements, the type of coding, the years of service, make sure those are in there because that's what's going to be searched to kind of alert our recruiters or hiring managers that this is a viable resume. That's a great explanation from Melissa. I think she's really nailing the why, why it's important to tailor that resume. But we can't stop there. This is just such an important piece of the puzzle when it comes to resume writing. So let's hear a little bit more as to how to tailor your resume, this time from our friend Martha at Mantech. Listen, you got to write your resume to make sure that it's aligned with the requisition. The language on the job description is the same language you have to use. So I'm not asking you to lie, but if you have no experience on this one, don't say you do. But if you do have that, make sure you write it in there because we're not going to read your mind. We're not going to assume, oh, he did that, therefore he knows how to do A, B, and C. So I always use the terms, if the job description has the words tomato, ballerina, and cake decorator, make sure you include those. Tomato, ballerina, cake decorator. I mean, I'm going to have that stuck in my head for just a little while longer, may even put it a little ditty there, but just love that tip so much from Martha. It's one that you just really shouldn't forget and probably won't be able to after listening to it. So speaking of unforgettable tips, you know, my little recruiter heart just loves our friend Meg at Sandia National Labs, and she might have some great tips for us too. I don't care about what you did more than 10 years ago. I know you do, but I don't. And a big part of resume writing is consider the first person who reads it. The last person to read it, the hiring manager, great. They might understand all the jargon and the lingo and everything like that. They might understand that this technology is sort of close to this one, so I don't have to list both. But the first person who reads it isn't going to know that. Recruiters know very shallow levels of you know, the variety of different things we work on. So make it easy for the first person. List your education at the top if it's a requirement. List your years of experience at the top if it's a requirement. Just make it as easy as possible for us to pass you through because you get about four to eight seconds to grab our attention before we decide if we want to keep reading the resume. I always love hearing from Meg. I've had the pleasure to uh, actually meet her in person now at conferences and at our job fairs. And of course, she's been on the podcast with us two times since we launched. And she just always makes a wonderful guest. And if you only take away one thing from today, really just remember to make it easy. Like Meg said, you know, you want to make sure that your resume is easy to read and easy to understand why you're a great fit for the job. It's really as simple as that. It is as simple as that. But friends, wait, there's more. (laughs) Yes, there's more. No shortage of tips today. But on to the next. 
we have another Ashley, but this Ashley's from BDO Public Sector, and she's going to tell us about the importance of achievements on a resume. Let's roll that clip. One change that we can all make is to focus on those quantifiable achievements and those specific contributions in your work experience. So instead of just merely listing job responsibilities and duties, because obviously most people do it, you want to highlight the most measurable outcomes and the best accomplishments that showcase impact that you've made in, in your previous roles. So you want to use those specific numbers, percentages, or even metrics to demonstrate your achievements, which I think provide a more compelling representation of your skills and capabilities. So to me, I think this approach helps us as employers understand your value and how you can contribute to an organization as well. Show me the numbers, friends. We love, love. I feel like we're talking a lot about love today, Ashley. It's just the love of resumes. But we love when you quantify things with metrics. Don't be shy. This is your brag book, friends. Get it out there. Make sure that those achievements stand out. Someone who knows a thing or two about standing out in a crowd is Aaron from Periton. He gets lots of applicants per month. So he knows what kind of resumes work. Aaron, hit us with that tip. You know, don't cut stuff off. I hear people all the time. Well, I wanted to make it a two-page resume. Yeah, but you cut off all the important aspects of the job that you did to, you know, bring it down. And it doesn't exist if it's not there. No one knows what they don't know. So if it's not showing, you don't have it. And In the government contracting world, we have to go against compliance and you need to meet the minimum qualifications. So if you don't have them on your resume, there's no way for anyone to know about it. So don't don't take the important stuff off. And I'd almost tell people, don't worry about the length of your resume. Once you've been in the business more than a couple of years, it's going to be two, three pages. And in the technical world, with all the certifications that people are getting and all the projects that people are working on, even internal to one company, your your resume could get lengthy and I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, that's a really important tip. It's a balancing act between being succinct and getting all that important stuff on the page. So don't stress if your resume is more than a page or two, as long as you're being intentional about what you do include. Next up, we have some advice for our transitioning military listeners. And this one comes from Tom at Armada. Some of the best advice I can give you is really listen to your transition people. When you're going through your uh, your transition programs and things of that nature, writing your resume and ensuring your resume is kind of doesn't speak so military, but speaks a little bit more civilian. There was a book when I was transitioning out of the Marine Corps in 1993 to my civilian world. There was a book called Does Your Resume Wear Combat Boots? It was actually pretty good. They gave tips, you know, in terms of how this is my experience in the military or in the Marine Corps. This is how you need to write to it if you're pursuing work in the private sector. So, you know, writing that resume to real world kind of civilian tasks or jobs and things of that nature, learn how to speak the language of the people that you're going to go work with in both written resume and how you interview. Love it. Again, still in love with all of this. But hang tight, folks. We have two more tips that are coming your way. Buckle up because you're going to want to be ready for this next one. Sebastian at Iron Eagle X is going to tell us how to beat the ATS. 
you know, the dreaded applicant tracking system. Dun, dun, dun! The best way that you can beat an ATS is to really review the job description of the position that you're applying for before you apply. Um, make sure that you're matching up those keywords. You know, I always joke that I'm, I'm just a caveman recruiter. Ooga booga over here. You know, I got to look and, oh, there's not the keywords. I don't see them. Um, you know, if I don't see those keywords, then how do I, you know, translate to the, the program manager that, uh, hey, this person's qualified. Long are gone the days when you wrote one resume and you sent it everywhere, right? And I would say that, you know, cause that scares people. They're like, Oh man, I'm going to have 20 resumes. No, I mean, you're really, you know, at the core, you're probably really qualified for, you know, a handful of positions. So those three, four, five positions and you're just tweaking it. You're just changing those keywords. You're, you know, moving, uh, some bullets, uh, moving them up to the top. It's, it's minor tweaks. It's not starting all over. And then, you know, once you save that, Hey, here's my data analyst. Uh, resume. Here's my business analyst resume. Here's my data science resume. You know, having those templates and then, you know, you're throwing in different bullets as you work on projects and and get different school and classes and stuff like that. That's a relief. I'm uh, glad that Sebastian cleared that up. And it was also fun to hear Kathleen in that clip. But back to Sebastian's point, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're not writing a million different versions of your resume from scratch. You're just doing some small tweaks here and there. So we're almost at the end today. And to wrap things up, we do have a great story that we want to share from Dwayne. And Dwayne is with Chenega Mayos. He was on the show earlier this year. And I think this last snippet is really going to put everything into perspective for us. Let's listen. I recently talked to a veteran who found a position on our website. They tailored their resume. They applied online. They met the minimum qualifications then called me and sent me an email and said, hey, Dwayne, I wanted to talk to you about this position. I've already applied online. I sent you my resume. Do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Of course. So, but being able, that person took the effort and took ownership of their job search, found a position they liked, they were interested in, tailored their resume to it, knew they met the minimum requirements and had them stated in their resume took the effort to reach out to me via email and then called me and said, I know I meet this. Let's have a discussion. Hey, okay, I will be that conduit to put you in that next step. That shows that that person is motivated. That person took ownership of their job search, found a position, and now that person is a part of Chiniga. What a great full circle story. You know, it often starts with a great resume, but in the end, you need to take ownership of your job search and step beyond your resume to really seal the deal. You know what, friends? Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I really enjoyed walking down memory lanes and love talking about resumes. And if you do too, be sure you get out there and follow our show so you don't miss what we have in store for you next. Bye, friends.